ground control to Major Tom. Son of a bitch! Ground control to Major Tom. Shit! Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Seven. Sing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you. Welcome back, Golden Globies. We're at the just past the halfway point of Griffmas in July. We're really heating it up right now. Oh, yeah. Those stoves, real warm. Real hot, I mean. We're keeping them warm. We're keeping them warm. I had warm. to throw that in because they haven't, they haven't gotten one in a couple weeks. It's Yeah, they've probably been going through withdrawals. People, yeah. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to keep it cold, Yikes. warm, whatever. They don't know what to, how to keep it. All the episodes Always are, keep it warm. All the episodes are available. You can just go listen to an old one <laughs> to hear Tim soothe your soul with the keep it warm. So, Griff, uh, before we get into this movie, this classic. Yeah. Uh, you know, Griff, they, you know, they tell you about life. It's all about, you got to experience things. That's what life's all about. New experiences. Sure, I've heard this. Well, I had a new experience a couple weeks ago. At your ripe age. Yeah, a new we, experience? you're never too young, Griff. Hmm. You're never too young. I uh, went to my first goth rock concert. In my life, Te- technically, I don't. Technically, I don't think he's even goth. I'm gonna come out and right, tell you right now. But it was goth adjacent. So this is how it was sold to you. This is how it was sold to me. You're going me. with me to a goth concert. Yeah, my sister Chris uh, told me she was gonna go to a concert with a friend, and the friend like gallbladder exploded or something. I don't know. That's why. not a good one. Yeah, That's a bad it's very one. goth. Though. That's very goth, actually. So she's like, "Hey, can you come with me? It's in a sketchy part of Detroit." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And I, you know, I'm like, "Whatever." I haven't been out. The last concert I saw was the one we we saw High on Fire like High three years fire ago or something. And power trip, power trip, trip pre pre what's death, his name? Yeah, death of Riley. Yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And then as luck would have it, there was a COVID breakout at that venue so they moved it to our hometown like right downtown so it's five minutes away so like great i don't even drive down to detroit that's great can we go through a checklist just let me know when you want to work on this checklist of things you need to see at a goth concert we'll come up well okay yeah well first of all i don't even think of my sister's ever being goth i don't all of a sudden she's become a middle-aged goth like i mean she was she's like like most weird girls she was into halloween a lot and shit like that and she had the pale skin, but I never Hocus really Pocus, thought. I never really. Movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. You know. Oh my god. No. Well, that's see, that's that's thing. more of a millennial. Yeah, thing. I'll I'll get into that later because there are definitely is two generations of goth, which I'll get into yeah. later. But yeah, because my sister's fifty six, yeah. so like I'm like because she was super into Morrissey and the Smith. That's why I think of her as that. But I mean, she did like Susie and the Banshees and that kind of shit. But I never thought of her being that into it as as far as she is now. Apparently into yeah. it. Yeah. But then again. I'm an old school punk, but I never had that look either. No. You know, I had the leather jacket and like the docks, but I I never had the clown costume. I just so. I never believe anybody who goes completely full in on a thing. 
Like it's yeah. you buy in too much and you're just trying to project something and I don't like that. Right. Yeah. I my favorite character in SLC Punk was the normal looking guy who just hung out with them and everyone had to be like, oh no, he's punk. He's the punkest guy <laughs> in the crew. He doesn't right. look like everybody else. He dresses however he wants and everybody fucks with him. Very punk to fuck with the guy who doesn't look like <laughs> right, you. Yeah. So I've always well been yeah that, that that was the Detroit scene right there very gatekeeping because we had we had all the you know rich kids the rich suburban kids they took over the punk that that's what ruined punk rock in America at least was like it was the rich kids took over and right. then, and then, then of course they have rules so you have to be this and you have to be that because they're all gatekeepers right because they live in gated communities did you know that Rage Against the Machine is politically based band I did not know that what the fuck when did this happen. God, we live in the dumbest age. <laughs> Paul Ryan's favorite band is political and <laughs> and left liberal? It's what? liberal? How could it be liberal with riffs like that? With a name called Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I thought it was against big government. I thought like well, big that's, spending. That's liberal. Big spending yeah. is liberal. Come on, Marie. So Anyways. getting back to this. Yes. So I'm like, okay, you know, they'll at least be good people watching. Right. So, for sure. Yeah, so we show up at the Crowfoot, downtown, beautiful Pontiac. Uh, Crowfoot's a very weird venue. There's like a... So weird. There's two concerts going on at the same time. So there's a main hall, which is the, which some kind of new metal horse shit was playing there. I don't know what it yeah. was. Memphis something or other. And Sun-tee. <laughs> it was Memphis That's Sun-tee. a very metal name. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like the the where the, the, the show, this, this band's called... It's either Vision Video or Video Vision. I think it's Vision Video. I feel like it would be just because it's more of a tongue twister. Yeah. And that's half the fun is having a name that's horrible. And my sister apparently, I think this is all in her head, but she's like good friends with the guy. I guess he goes by the handle Goth Dad online because he tells dad jokes and he's so, you know. God, what's with everybody? Dad jokes are the the new, uh, 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 I can't relate it to anything. Everyone's sriracha dad jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Dad jokes are the new sriracha. Everybody's like, "Oh, I love dad jokes." Of course, oh. who started it? Put in a velcro. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you get your velcro. So, so yeah, but he's goth dad, so he's different. So, I, I think my sister has this. She believes she has this relationship she doesn't really have with this guy. Like he probably responded to her because he's just a nobody, right? So it was like a Twitter and Instagram thing where she joke. She made a must, must have been joke. Facebook. My sister knows I know isn't on Facebook. Twitter, and she's but too old works. for Instagram. Yeah, it's probably Facebook. That's got to be very confusing for people now who have spent their whole life seeing stars on the stage, and now they're able to communicate with them, and they're like, "Oh well, my god!" Yeah, it's kind of like I I I say their friendship is kind of like me and Paul London. We're yeah. not really fr- we're internet friends. We're Twitter friends. Right. I'm probably more of a friend with him than she is with this guy, but still, it's not yeah. like we don't hang out. Like some. Of the people that I like watching their YouTube shit, uh, like I, I messaged the one dude because he was like selling unique prints, uh, hand drawn shit. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, do you have any of those for sale? And then like I exchanged three comments with them. I would not call that guy my friend. <laughs> I did not lose my shit. I was like, oh, wow, he actually responded. Yeah. And he didn't have any. So I was bummed that he, you know, couldn't sell yeah. me one of his prints, but whatever. So the room that this concert's going in, the worst room to ever have a concert in. It's a very narrow room. Yeah. And half of it's taken up by the fucking bar. This is incredible because I was at 
the Crowfoot or the Pike Room or something. Yeah. And you mentioned two venues. There's three venues. There. Yeah, there's upstairs. There's one. Yeah. So I was upstairs. Then there's the that's probably room. the smallest room, wouldn't you say? I thought it was wide, and you're oh, explaining to yeah. me this place is narrow. This was very long, but but Billy, narrow. Come on, we both know there's three venues there. Shut we up. know you know got that, all right? <laughs> she knows got that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure there's three because there's the wide room. Then there's the one that the balcony to the bathroom overlooks, and now there's this narrow one. Yeah. We also saw high and fire. Yeah, in they, a yeah, they were room. they were in the Memphis Ice Tea Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching the yeah. team and the the, the <laughs> band in the Memphis uh, <laughs> Tea. I can't even get my own band name right. Okay, anyways, you're in the narrow yeah. bar taking a bath. No stage. stage. It's just like they're in a corner of the room. Very punk rock. Yeah. And then you can go outside, and there's kind of like, I don't know what you call it, atrium? I don't know, but there's like an open space like in the middle of the building. Right. And that's where you can go out. There's a bar there, too. Yeah. And you can just hang. Smoking. Can, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yep, yep. exactly. So we go out. We go into that area. We're sitting because I think there was an opening band playing still. And I'm 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 in total like dad taking his misunderstood daughter to her first concert mode, you know like I like I don't fit in here like I'm just I I was, I, I was wearing all black I was kind of goth I yeah. had some black pants black shirt and my docks on it was kind of you you just channeled your inner uh, what's his name uh, Danzig exactly I did have a sheer shirt on him <laughs> yep. and any excuse to wear a sheer shirt I'm gonna I'm gonna do it girl. that's right so like we were saying there's two generations of goth. All right. There's oh, the right. there's the first generation. You read OG. My sister would be a part of that. Okay. Where it's kind, of, it's like, which I'm into that because it's like they're like really feminine kind of girly girls. You got the big fucking hair. Yeah. They got the red lips. I've never. Into, I don't like black lipstick. I like blood red kind of lipstick. But okay. they got the pale skin. Not a lot of fucking piercings and tattoos. If any, like no tattoos. And that's what I'm into. So I'm like, hey, at least I can be a predator on like some of these chicks. Well, from what you're telling me, it sounds like you wouldn't be a predator at all. Well, no, I would not. The predator. You I don't want to use women. the predator name because that's uh, got a negative condemnation to it because of young children and predator oh, and to catch no. a predator. No, these are middle aged women. I'm right, assuming. exactly. I'm saying, don't call yourself a predator. No, yeah, you're you're, you're scoping the talent. I'm just you know. look. I'm looking for prey. Is what yeah. I'm doing. Okay, I think that. Works. And then there's your Marilyn Manson hot topic goth, which is like oh. t- face full of fucking piercings, right. shitty tattoos, gigantic Frankenstein boots, you know all that. Yep. I, I'm not into that. That was a, that was a very annoying face, and then that also, uh, as South Park pointed out, got confused with the emo crowd and the emo and the goss, and they were like, "Who's who?" Because they ended up just like kind of becoming this one and the same. Right. So it is. That's a very confusing when you get to a second tier of uh, goth. Right. So I'm looking for like the cute, like taffy type goths, and these are like no, no thanks. Like we've we've said this before, and look, I, I, everyone's going, Tim, you're a fucking prick. Look, I'm not a male model. I'm not a handsome guy myself, so I'm not like shitting on people. But this was one of the ugliest fucking <laughs> crowds, and and we know ugly because we go to metal and punk shows, which have the ugliest fan base. Of anybody, if you if you're feeling low about yourself, your self esteem is down. Go to a Memphis Tea Room show, <laughs> and you'll feel great about yourself. Because I'm like, wh- this is like the dregs of society. Like, where we've always said, where do these people work? Where do they live? Yes. I've never seen them out in the wild. They must all work in tattoo parlors. Like, 
I don't know. It is the most fascinating thing to see all these people because they are so over the top. Like, we find the people with, like, the body morphs where they have, like, horns in their head. Yeah. There was none of that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... I mean, I will also compliment the fuck out of metal and punk shows because every metal and punk show you've ever taken me to, the nicest people. Yeah. There's like always that one black dude who comes <laughs> yeah. in. With there was one black guy here. And it, there was always be one black guy at every show. Yeah. And everybody, yeah. like, it seems like everybody knows everybody at those shows. Yeah. And it makes me so happy to see that kind of shit. Whereas when I go to bands I knew in my early 2000s, I've told this story way too many times, I get fucking strangled, <laughs> yeah. I get assaulted, I get you attacked. You didn't earn it. Because I didn't earn it. Yeah. So <laughs> fucking kudos to your generation. Yeah. You guys know how to concert. My generation. Well, we had we also had douchebag skinheads, so it yeah. wasn't totally perfect. Right, so you guys are on a different level because yeah. there's no skin. I have not seen a skinhead at a single show it, I've gone Yeah, to. they're an endangered species, thankfully. Thankfully. Around yeah. this Well, part. they're Proud Boys now. Yeah, they changed their thing. Now they got the, the polo shirts and the fucking yeah. haircuts. But they're out yeah. on uh, uh, Aubrey's neck of the woods. They're up there in the northeast. <laughs> yeah, or northwest. Hey, green me. room, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck that. I'm sure they're still they're lurking somewhere around here. Right. So, like, we had one guy look like he was dressed like a Cinnabite from fucking Hellraiser. Like, he had the skirt. Not skirt. It was like a dress and, like, the corset type thing. Okay. And he had long purple hair. And How long do you think he's owned that? I, I, I don't know, but he had, you know he can't wait for a show to break it exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, do you think that guy was, like, 60? He, he was... He was probably in his fifties, yes. Okay, yeah. And he, he, or he just looked like shit. I don't know because they said these people were awful. He's probably waiting every fucking year. Like, oh, is this the year? Do I get to bust it out? Oh man, right? Any excuse. There was a guy wearing a fucking floppy Gandalf hat with a giant sleigh bell on it. No. Yes. Was he younger? He was young. Yes, he was. I young. was going to say that sounds like a young guy. A young guy with a beard. Yep. Okay, I'm two for two. <laughs> Then we had a chick who looked like a a, a the less attractive Janine Garofalo. Like she was, she was. A, see, this is the thing. All right, like oh, you can't help what you look like. I understand that. Like, like, like I said, we're not like we're, we and Griff aren't male models, but we're at least we look like we're together. We look like we shower, you know. <laughs> like that's all you need. This like this. She had greasy hair, and she just looked like a mess. And she had she was wearing a like. You probably you're too young to remember this, but there was a the, you remember you wouldn't remember, but if you heard the Kinder whore look that was big, really big in the nineties. I think I do. Courtney Love type shit, where it was like the baby doll dresses, Ew. like the really short. It was yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be like kind of a pedo type thing. That sounds weird. And so she had a super short, like you could see her fucking crotch. She, 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 she was all, first of all, she's all like sl- like yeah. s- like splayed out and like looking at her phone, right? And it's just like. Cover up, all right? There's, there's children, I think, around here. There's children in the vicinity, yeah. in, in the city. Cover up. I, I don't like anybody posting up like that. That, that just kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Like when I was walking through Meyer the one day, like some fucking crack addicts just started like – the dude just the, – the woman he was with, they were like in their late 50s, was wearing the tiniest little skirt – and he just lifts it and starts just going to town. Grabbing the cakes. We were walking down the main aisle. It was more than a cake grab. <laughs> he was going for the bowling ball grip. Like I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't want to see that shit. It's no. just like I get it. Save it for your OnlyFans. If page. you're having fun in a corner somewhere, that's fine. If you're walking down the main aisle like fucking going bowling ball on some chick, no thank you. 
So the guy, I don't know his name. Dusty was his name. Very ungoth name. Dusty. That's no, that's ZZ Top. Yes. <laughs> He comes out. He's got the Frankenfurter makeup on, which nice. I was expecting, and he okay. had some kind. I think he had like a little skirt on. How like, many skulls? 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 I didn't notice any skulls. He what? might have. I didn't notice any. How? He had like a bare midriff type thing going on. Okay. Probably, I'm like Dusty. You know, I I got a little soft midsection myself, so I can't really shit on. But like, do a little sit ups for you. You're wearing <laughs> something like that. Do a little doughy look. That's gonna be tough. You got to cut the carbs completely yeah. if you're gonna get that donut on the. But since you know, he was just like, cause he had nothing to do, so he's probably he was just you know mingling around the people. And my sister ran to him. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there standing on my phone, being in the dad role. Is this got dad? This has got dad. This Dusty. has got dad. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's him and a girl. And the girl was like fucking Amazon. She was super tall. On top of it, she had Frankenstein boots. And she was super fucking tall. All right. And uh, they're this thing. And my sister, and he was, I'm not going to shit on the guy. He was very nice to my sister. He cool. seemed like a nice guy when he, cool. they did the show. But, you know, he took a selfie with her. Apparently, my job, I thought my job was just to be there, first of all, because we were going to Detroit. And then, secondly, just because, you know, you're at a show, you have nobody to talk to, you have somebody to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was supposed to, with my phone, candidly be taking pictures of those two together. No. So I can look like a fucking weirdo. She was expecting that? Yes. She told oh. me to do that. And I was like, no. And then later on, when she was bitching at my mom about it, my mom's like, do you know your brother? He's not going to do that shit. <laughs> I like this. You guys are 48 and 56. Yeah. And she's like, Acting like a teenager. That is so yeah. bizarre. Yes. Oh. Yes. And yeah, exactly what could like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not going to totally embarrass her, but fuck her. She's not listening. <laughs> she's like, she got, and she's one of these, she has one of these personalities where she gets super obsessed with something and then she just fucking doesn't care like two weeks later. Okay. And she'll be like, I never liked those guys. She's one of those. <laughs> and so she had my mom print up some pictures of this guy, like off the website. And then she had him autograph a picture, which he did. He was very nice. He autographed it for her. And I'm like, you're fucking 56. What's going on here? That sounds like something my sister did when she was into Hanson. Exactly. That makes sense. So she was 12 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. She was 12. I mean, she's back into Hanson again, and she's in her 30s. That's the way it always happens. She has gone to Jamaica to see them. What? She has gone down to, uh, I think it's Tulsa, to see them like twice. (laughs) Isn't it their hometown, their home base? Yes, because they have their own like festival. (laughs) And it's just Hanson Town, basically. Uh, And I think right now she might be in Nashville seeing them again. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. But she does not print out pictures <laughs> to have them signed. She bumped into one of them when they were walking around the, the, the dregs one? of uh, Hanson Town. The ugly oldest one? Well, I don't think she's, like, obsessed with them at this point. Okay. She's well, still, like, he's only traveling out of state to see them. I know. Them. Yeah. But she's obviously not going total fangirl because yeah. they're all, like, crazy well, yeah. religious types. Yeah. So she's just, like, whatever. But she happened to be walking around the dregs of uh, Hanson Town. <laughs> And, you know, Zargatha Alley, and she bumped <laughs> into one of them, and she was like, oh, give me, let's get a picture. So that's, like, all, right. all yeah, she did. that's fine. She didn't have friends there taking, <laughs> you know, creeper pics, like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I felt like. Like, I'm, I was an, I'm this weirdo. Yeah. You're in the right. Right. We're and having then... a Seinfeld episode now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're almost done. We'll get to Space but Mutiny. But, so then they go on, and, like, he, he. It's like you said, it seems like a super nice guy. He's like, yeah, I was in Afghanistan. 
you know, I was, I was in the army. Okay. I got out, and you know, I and then he had because this is when the Roe versus Wade thing got overturned. Yeah. He's like, I saw the horrible way girls were treated there, and we got. And he's like, get out to vote. And he's like, I'm like, I thought God was supposed to be about like I want to kill myself. We're all about darkness and evil. He was like, and then oh, that's why that's why I say it's not goth because the music to me, I don't know anything about this world. Sure, sure. It sounded like more like dance new wave. Like it was very upbeat. Okay, but he had the very goth look. He had the fucking like makeup on and the black shit and everything. Right. But yeah, it was very more up. Maybe they have darker tunes that they just don't break out for the the shows. I don't know. And then I guess now he's uh like a EMT fireman or some shit, you know. Well, so he's, he's, at he's least giving he's back. Doing well for himself. Yeah, he's giving back yeah. to the community. So I can't shit on the guy. Was it toe tappingly good? Were you tapping? Your well, here's the off? thing. This is my sister for you. So we're. I'm just whatever. I'm just like I'm in the back because I, I we had to squeeze because this fucking narrow yeah, fucking hallway. No. Squeeze your way back. So I'm just in the back. I'm like in dad mode. How many I'm, people would you say should turn out for? Maybe a hundred. Maybe not bad. Yeah, and uh, um, horrible way to watch a show though. Get get rid of the bar. You got to get rid of that fucking bar. Yeah, if there's a bar outside and everything right. else successful, just leave it that that. Right, and um. So, like, they play some songs, and then she's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, she didn't even stay for the whole shit. She, she, she's so obsessed. She got fucking, like, because here's the thing. she Because she's on these, like, goth message boards or whatever. She's <laughs> she's going to set up her story yep. about how, like, they, she, they probably hung out and it all this so bullshit. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's all she wanted, really. Yeah. You know. That's so sad. That's yeah. why I don't like pictures. The story is you went and you didn't. Don't take the pictures. <laughs> don't prove. Don't have any other proof than a story. That's my philosophy. Well, that's my story, and I don't have any pictures to prove it. Murray, I can't wait because we are in. I did. I did. I, oh. I. I did do one candid picture for her. one. Yeah. Yeah. He was like in the inside, watching the the opening band, and she was standing near him it was very awkward i'll show you later on very awkward looking picture <laughs> so you did it because it looked yeah, awkward yeah i like it i posted it on our twitter nice <laughs> <laughs> all right all right a space mute are you ready to close the chapter on yes. your story okay yeah, thank chapter you. closed all right murray so here it is one of Chris's all-time favorite movies i've watched this if you if you were to ask me what's your favorite movie the first thing i'd say well the movie i watched the most not even a favorite movie. I just I've watched this movie well over a hundred times. This is just a this fucking... so this replaced Puma Man. I thought Puma Man was Puma Man's right there. These two were neck and neck. They were on the yeah. same playlist along with Final Sacrifice. So those three I movies heard of that either. What I've is watched that? more. Well, maybe if I can find a <laughs> not MST3K version, I'll uh, we'll okay. do that one in the future too. Great character called Rousedower in it. Okay. Um. But yeah. So. Hundreds, hundreds of times, and I just, I gotta know, this is Red Brown screaming. All of, like, his classic lines. Everybody's appreciation for Red Brown comes from this movie. So clearly, being a big Red fan like yourself, you enjoyed yourself. No, I, I, I after I watched this, I texted Griff, I go, I, this is kind of boring. Like, like, I mean, I nothing can live up to the hype of Space Mutiny. I'm well aware, I, I haven't seen it, obviously. This is my first time watching it. I probably... I saw. I've seen the clip. Obviously, him screaming in the yeah. go kart, wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I don't want. I don't want to preface. Not a mystery science theater fan. Yeah. I just it. You know, and I know everyone's like, but that's basically what you guys do. No, we do it better. I'm gonna tell right now. Hot take. 
we're not as good as Mystery Science Theater. We are better than Mystery Science Theater. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm being God honest with yeah, that. Yeah, it's 100% true. I, I came mean, from a world where I watched it all the time. Yeah, it's comfort food to you. It's comfort food. There's some fun stuff. The best part about this episode for people who are in the know of the MST3K jokes are going to be that Murray has never watched the episode. No. So you're going to find out just how good <laughs> Murray is. Right. Because if he, I match jokes, it's this clearly, clearly, purely coincidental. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, so I know. I even, I've tried to watch it. It's just not for me. I even watched the new one on Netflix. No. I'm like, there's a team of writers. They yep. watch the movie like 20 times. Yep. Get a team of writers. We wa- we barely watch the movie. True. Scribble some notes down. Forget half of it. <laughs> and then we just wing it for yep. two hours. And we're better. I'm sorry. We are. Yep. Hate to break it to you, whoever, Crowbot or whatever the fuck you're called. MST3K made it as big as it did because yeah. that was back in the cable age and right. we had less things. Oh, there's never going to be a band as big as the Beatles. And it's like the Beatles are good, are good of course, but... A lot of that is because we had no There are no Imagine channels. Dragons. There are no Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. Imagine Dragons is like probably the best band in the world. Uh, but yeah. I, I assume. Was, I haven't heard. I'm sure I've heard them in commercials. But oh, you definitely yeah. have. They're everywhere. They're yeah. every commercial. And I respect, respect them because they say, we're not here to make mu- good music. We're here to make <laughs> money. And they yeah. make a lot of it. That's, so that's, that's a set. I mean, that's, that's art now. It's that's just, art. It's just make money. Movies right. make money, music make money, sell it. I mean that it it breaks my heart when I hear like, and I knew this was going to happen when they started using uh, regular songs and commercials. Mm-hmm. They're like they're turning into jingles, like they're changing the words to fit the products now. That's disgusting, and that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. even when it's garbage shit, like everybody dance, like 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 I'm too sexy, like garbage mo- disposable music. It still breaks my heart. It really does. That. Even me, yeah. Even yeah. songs I don't like, hearing yeah. them in commercials infuriates me. I I can no longer respectfully listen to any of those songs for fun, for humor, anything. No, I just don't want to hear them if they've been right. in a commercial. But getting back to Space Mutiny, we uh, gotta end this commercial. I, yeah, I didn't hate. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I was just like, I was expecting more. I was right. expecting more weirdness. It I it reminded me of the movie we did a couple weeks ago. Check it out, um, Forced to Kill. In that, right. obviously, there's budgetary concerns. It's a shoestring budget, so there's not many locations. So it's just basically going from one location back and forth in right. this movie, much like Forced to Kill. So I'm like, is what the fuck? You know, there's nothing going on. I mean, I love the fact that it was under 90 minutes. Thank you, Reb. Right. And I love seeing Reb. Well, I mean. You you text me it was boring and I had to do some soul searching because I was about right. to be like come on are you being are you why are you shitting up and then I was just like this is a boring movie yeah it's very boring and I still love this movie and yeah. I probably will watch the MST3K version very soon but it is very much nostalgic so well yeah nobody is immune well some people are but I'm not either I have there's things I like that I I can recognize your shit now as an adult but I still it's still it's me in you know that that special place in my exactly. heart. Exactly, you know, Murray. Let's hit this trailer in the special place of our <laughs> listeners' ears. I think there's a trailer for this. It has to be. Yeah, 
And you did hear a great cover I did of Space Oddity <laughs> with some Rebel yells over it and everything. Yeah, Reb, he's 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 a great singer. I right, think so. that's that's acceptable though. That's yeah. not in a commercial. We're not. No, Reb actually that. covered Space Oddity for this movie. It's a very deep. <laughs> if you get if you can find the soundtrack, yeah. it's always almost as hard as finding uh, the Apple soundtrack. That's right. You will hear his version of David Bowie's Space Oddity. It's very good. It's very good. And anyways, let's listen to Reb Brown's cover of this trailer for Space Beauty. I fucked that up. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Trailer. You've seen Star Wars. You've seen Star Trek. Now, the ultimate star adventure. Space Mutiny. Journey with space colonists who are trapped on a never-ending voyage of terror, death, and destruction. It's a cruel fate to be born in space. What are all these bodies for? When anyone is under suspicion, they're immediately arrested, tortured, and given the truth. However, if they seem redeemable, Calvin freezes them. Vicious pirate ships bombard the helpless crew of the starship Southern Sun, while fanatical mutineers seize control from within. Hunter out of control. Collision imminent. And there is only one man who can save them. Starring Reb Brown. I did what I had to do. Don't you think I realized a good man died? John Philip Law. Writer must be eliminated at once. James Ryan. Aren't there any other of you that wish to confuse freedom with treason? Cameron Mitchell. It is now time. And introducing Sissy Cameron. I have something to show you. Oh no. He's evil. Ruthless. I'm my right We have to fight back. There is only one man on the ship who's capable of coming. What a shame to burn out these lovely teeth. I do have one weakness. Pain. Other What took you so long? Where's that idiot who let her escape? We've got him on ice, sir. Kill him at once. Yes, sir. Reb Brown romances the commander's daughter while holding off sadistic terrorists. Terminate with extreme prejudice. Be mesmerized by mysterious alien women. One cannot escape one's own destiny. I'm going to hold out here and never let him take over the Join the crew of the Southern Sun as they fight for their lives. Take this, you space bitch. <laughs> no! Space Man. In space, there is no way out. Great trailer, Griff. Perfect trailer. Almost as perfect as this episode's going to be for space. Space mutiny. Yeah, um, and sure enough, we're getting in a little bit. I mean, they don't do the crawl, but they do explain that, you know. Well, I got some before we get into it. I have something to say. Um, obviously, Red Brown, and especially in this movie, he's known, and we've, we, we gave a name to it, the Rebel Yell. The Rebel Yell. I actually had some information I've gleaned from an interview about Red Brown where it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not 
you know, he didn't pull it out of his ass. This is something he's been working on for uh, Interesting. For, so I'm going to read. This is a little excerpt from an interview. Okay, let's hear that. The interviewer, I love how you have a signature yell when you shoot guns. Nobody yells and shoots like you. Hmm. And then Reb replies, that's just something I started to develop on Uncommon Val. He developed it, Griff. Yeah. If I remember right, I also did it in an alley with a pistol on Street Hunter, which we covered. Check out yep. that episode. It was a good movie. I've got a picture now that I got from the internet. I think it's from Strike Commando where I got a bandana around my head, and it says, his scream can kill rapists in other countries. I 100% believe in that. So people think he's just some dumb meathead. No, he cares about his craft. He's, he's, he's always growing. Uh, again, I've said this too many times. That's my Captain America. Move this Chris Evans away. Get right. rid of him. He earned it. Those he, muscles, he earned. They're not CGI it. muscles. Everybody complains about his shield. He didn't need a shield. He's a man of muscle. Right. And he's and he's an artist. He did a painting of a cat. Remember that? That's right. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's great. He's a, he's, a, he's an expert on um, beetle entomology or whatever. <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah, you don't see Chris Evans doing any of that shit. No, he's zero dimensional. Right. He's literally nothing. That's the most interesting part about him is he's somehow nothing. Chris Evans. Fuck you. Four Chris's of Apocalypse. <laughs> Anyways, Murray, we got to go to space. Outer space yes, time. Yes. This uh, movie, doing my IMDb research, yeah? I learned that every special effects scene in this movie was taken from the TV show, 70s TV show, Battlestar Galactica. Ooh. Which, which a I, that's why I was shocked because it actually looked pretty good for like oh, late eighty, well late eighties. I love, I mean, I love miniature work, so I thought that that's was true. great. So I was, I was, I was impressed because they were actually using a, the TV show from the seventies, probably a higher budget than this movie did. Yeah. So the special effects were okay. I liked them. Pretty okay. Yeah, did I miss you... lasers. Nobody shoots lasers anymore. Well, I mean, could you even well, make... Star Wars does? I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Did you make anything out of the space battles because they were so close? No, I had up. no idea what was going on. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very Top Gun. <laughs> very Top Gun. They there's no uh, factor on the no, ships. And much or like Top Gun, no stakes either. I don't know what was zero know, stakes. Happened. Yeah. And one of the things, God, we'll get into this episode eventually. <laughs> one of the things that made me really realize how boring this is is that, as you said, no stakes. Yeah. No character that is about to be mutinized, that's that's the uh, correct verbiage, right, uh, is concerned at all. No. They're all just like, well, I guess uh, yeah. they took out the wenching system. They're all collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on a self-sufficient, and you said this is Battlestar Galactica, too. Yes, there's, very, there's the exact same plot of Battlestar Galactica. Like I, In this movie, it's because of overpopulation. I don't know if it was in Battlestar Galactica. It might have been like pollution or something. But yeah. yes, it's like a, it was like it was supposed to be the, the tagline was like Noah's Ark in space. So for, they're, for this movie? No, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. So they're leaving Earth on a ship looking for a new planet to populate. Okay. And that's that's basically the premise of this. Right. Yeah. And again, we don't get the crawl, we just get someone explaining this to us right. and they do go through and say that some men have grown restless and want to land on land and rule and have wealth. And so that's literally and Somehow if you're on land you can establish wealth. Right. It's got yeah. you you need to be uh you can't be a big fish in a small pond. They want to be a medium-sized fish in a very large pond, you know? So they yeah. have to be on land. 
Okay. I mean, come on. What's their well, currency? Well, they're on. Sp- they have to be in water if they want to be a fish. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. The metaphor is going over Murray's head. Yeah. I know too much about metaphors. You've lost all your knowledge of metaphors. <laughs> you sucked it out of me. I sucked it right out of you. So yeah. So very confusing opening. We the Bolarians. These women have been picked up on a shuttle ship. I get. Yeah. I guess that's what it was. It was a shuttle from ship. a planet Bolaria. Terry Bolaria. Terry Bolaria. Yeah. Okay. What do they call it? Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan, yeah. yeah. Hulk Hogania. Uh, it's somewhere down in Florida where yeah. he's got a nice bar restaurant. And because these are, the more the merrier, they're accepting these women on to their ship, but they have to get on. They have to get past these other enemy ships. Right. And so they, <laughs> okay, what's going on with Reb? Reb was not on the Southern Sun. Was that what the ship was called? Reb is part of Southern Sun. Southern yeah. Sun T is the yeah. ship. And he is part of a crew that apparently was fighting space pirates, I guess? Yeah, at the same time, he's delivering a professor to the Southern Sun. That's right. He was... He was so like, they just happen along when the Bolarian shuttle is being attacked. Yeah. So I think he was supposed to be bringing the professor to... Yes, he's I, bringing the professor to the Southern Sun. <laughs> This plot, this character dies in a second, so I don't know why we're fixating on it. But we do need to know why Reb got here. So somehow he's involved with the Southern Sun, and he's got the professor, and he's got to bring him back. And he happens to have picked up the Balerians too. Apparently, no, he did not pick the Balerians. Someone else picked the. They're trying. There's a shuttle with the Balerians, and they're trying to like guard them to get them onto the Southern Sun. So Reb something's doing like a Mad Max thing. He's just getting his paycheck. And he's guarding this convoy? No. He's delivering. He, how, why am I telling you a movie you've seen a hundred times? He's delivering Professor um, Snape. Glastonbury. <laughs> Spooner. Spooner. That's it. For whatever reason, we never learn. We don't know why, what's so important about this guy, except Leah, the uh, female lead, is very much enamored of Professor Snape. Here's another thing Snoop I didn't Spooner. know. Spooner. Spooner. I didn't realize that's uh, Reb's wife. I didn't either until I looked at IMDb, and I was just like, I mean, she's not hideous, but I'm like, is this fucking Reb Brown, Captain America? Yeah. You can you can do better, Reb. Come I don't on. know. But then again, there's some guys, their philosophy is, this isn't my philosophy, but there's, it's, and this is especially with famous guys, because you'll notice a lot of famous guys don't have hot wives, and the reason is because you marry, you basically marry a fan. You want, you marry a woman to be your mom, basically, who takes care of all the shit you don't want to do, like pay the bills, take care of the kids, and then you just, you fuck the whores on behind their back. That's a very, like, I'm sure Reb did that. You think Reb's out doing that? Oh, of course My he Captain is. America? Yeah, yeah he's wow. totally doing that. Yeah, he probably is. So that's probably what Reb's doing. All right, so now we're getting some beautiful 3D graphics straight from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, uh, Which I never liked, by the way. The, Boring. Bo- I, I, you know, just like every kid my age, super into Star Wars at that time, because yeah. this was like 78, 79 when Battlestar came on, bored the shit out of me. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Cylons. The militor- military sci-fi stuff is just, it's just not that good. It's very, uh, it's very. They had a boring. chimpanzee and like a teddy robot teddy bear costume. Yeah, I don't know. They it's beat weird. the poor chimp. It was so, anyways, sad. we're seeing the three D printout of our Viper squadrons trying to land, yeah. and you know we got Leo getting all excited. She's waiting for Professor Spooner yeah, to her, land. Meeting her dad instead of Lauren Green, we get Cameron Mitchell with his awful fake beard. Oh, 
God, and they put a little like gray in his hair. To when make I, when I was talking about characters who are not reacting at all to the fact that there's a mutiny happening, he's the worst. Well, he's total. Cameron Mitchell's like Mr. Paycheck. He's yeah. like, I'll do anything for a paycheck. Yeah, ca- ca- the point, He looks like a homeless Dean Martin. Commander Mitchell looks, yeah. uh, as they would say in uh, MSD3K, looks like Santa Claus. Yeah. And he does not sell anything. He's not jolly at all. Yeah. He's keeping cool for everybody. And by that, yeah. I mean he is fucking high out of his mind. He is right. so fucking unlike Havasoma right now. So as Leah's getting all excited to go meet Spooner... Go right, like, with he's him. like her mentor, or she's gonna, or they're gonna spoon. They're gonna spoon. Of he's course. gonna spoon, spoon her. Her. Yeah. Hello. Is that, uh, a, is that a mystery science theater joke? I don't think it was because yeah. that's a little too PG thirteen. Yeah, that's that's why they suck. That's why they suck. Uh, so, anyways, a, a skirmish breaks out, and now now there's dog fights. You get to see your laser show. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and lots of I, Pink Floyd's playing. It's great. <laughs> and then, but but, but shit. Reb gets into trouble because he goes, shit. And he's clearly in a room. He's not even like, they can't even try to make a cockpit. It's just in a room. Yeah. Probably right next to where Cameron Mitchell's at. Probably. You know? And he, his, his ship gets hit. That was an MST3K joke. Okay. <laughs> coincidence number one. Count yep. all the coincidences. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I started counting it. <laughs> so, their failsafe is he. they get immediately teleported to the nearest spaceship. I don't know how it picked, like, the good guy spaceship to teleport him to. That's what happened? Yes. I have no clue what's happening in this movie. Have seen this movie? So many fucking times. I have no yes. idea what's happening Instead here. of an injector seat, you can't eject in space, they get teleported, and he gets teleported to the southern sun. You didn't see the special effect, the fucking phased, like, uh, he, Star Trek thing? The, he crash-landed. No. They said he crash-landed. The plane crash-landed. He wasn't on it. That's why it crashed. Oh, because he had the emergency winching... Or, uh, yeah, teleportation. Teleportation yeah. system. And, okay, the, he has to do an emergency landing because I think we got to see this already. Is this in a minute here? Oh, no, it is in a minute here because we're seeing as the fight's going on. We, like, uh, Reb hasn't tried yeah. to land yet. Uh, Kelgon. He's yeah. he's also he's in Gorilla. He's poor, got the TV there. Poor John Philip Law. He was so cool ten years earlier. It's diabolic. Go check out that episode. He's like cool as fuck in that movie, and he's just like he's he's just like he's probably an alcoholic or something. He's just like needed the job. You know what? He does look like Bukowski after a fresh whiskey shower. Just hair slicked back the whole movie. He's sweating profusely. Nobody wanted to be in this movie. Nobody. Nobody. No one. And yes, you said, because apparently, I think we're going to get into Mystery Science Theater territory here. The bowels of the ship are Sparks Factory. Like, yes. Literally, I mean, I love how like, uh, like quaint they make it. There's brick walls inside of a spaceship. <laughs> There's a Why lot- does everyone think water treatment plants are the most futuristic thing ever? This is our 20th fucking movie. They're just busy and complicated, and so it's very easy. A lot easy. of tubes. Exactly. And it's catwalks. Very, it's very easy to just be like, oh yeah. yeah, this is definitely shit happening. You can't tell because there's too much happening. But they do- There's windows. You can see <laughs> And actually, here's a, here's a little IMDB fact for you. 
the guy obviously recognized that there's Windows of Sun, so they put like an orange filter on it. And the, I don't know. There was a, the the explanation was that's maybe the energy or whatever. Oh. And then when they got the film processed, the person was like, "Oh, they fucked up. I'll correct it for them." And they put it back in and made it sunlight again. That's amazing. That's really good. I yeah. like hearing these facts yeah. years after hundreds of views, and yeah. I'm finding out these <laughs> yes. things and finding out what's going on in the movie too. <laughs> yeah. Like, never knew this, but. Uh, so Calgon's got a plan up his sleeve, and right. he's just going to walk around like he, he's the owner of this place because he is the lead of the Enforcers, I believe. I think so, yeah. The security thing for Southern Sun. Yeah, and so he's disgruntled to see all the action happening outside, and he decides to use that flurry of moves to go ahead and make his own move, and he just walks around uh, and plants some kind of C4 explosive in the basement. Right, which fucks up the tractor beam. Yeah, an engineer tries to call him out on it, and they grab him. And the his main guy who wears like the little laser tag vest, I don't know that guy's name. <laughs> it looked like he, he, everybody was wearing paintball fucking like gear. <laughs> yes, that's it. it or was, or it looked like motocross, like the, motor, the like the yeah. chest guards they play and the shoulder guards. Yeah, I but they had paintball masks. They yeah. did have paintball masks. You're yeah. right about that. Yeah, none of those were MST3K <laughs> jokes. <laughs> That's why we're better. Or observations, yeah. I should say. Uh, but, yeah, so one guy tries to call him out, and uh, what's his name? Fucking – what was that guy's name? Chad? The guy with the the BMX bandit. Yeah, BMX. Yeah. The bandit grabs the guy from behind, and I don't know how this laser technology works because he's holding him. It's body to body. And Kelgon shoots a laser into him, and apparently the lasers, as we know, if a bullet travels through you, you, you survive. You're right, fine. Yeah. But lasers get trapped in your body, and then they just yeah. ricochet all through, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. You Did figure you, it'd be even better because they cauterize the wound as they go through you. You would think so, yeah. right. But no, uh, the laser gets trapped in the guy's body, so... Uh, band, it was BMX, a hollow point laser. It was so, a yeah. hollow point laser. Okay. So, so BMX Bandit's fine, even though he's standing yeah. right behind him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they exploded uh, some shit, and then you hear a readout like the winching system is down. The tractor beam system. The tractor beam system is down. Which is why Reb's ship crashed and went in like it went. It just went down a hallway in this factory they're filming at. But we see it blow up with Professor uh, uh, Spooner. Spooner. And we never get to see Professor Spooner. He's a charred, mangled mess. I think Leah runs out to the. Docking Bay, whatever it's called. Right. Docking Bay, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she sees his charred remains. And then Reb just, because he's like, oh, well, come on. He comes out full of action. Everybody, it's going to explode. Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So Spooner's dead. We're going back into the control room. And, uh,. What what is even the commander's name? I didn't even catch it. Jansen. Jansen, yeah. So Jansen is going on about, oh boy, I guess it was a sabotage. What are we gonna do? I don't. It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. And, and this is where he's introduced to Dave Ryder, hotshot. Well, we get to meet his uh, his um, Riker to you know Picard. Yeah, we get to meet Devers. Devers isn't he? Devers. He, had, he had, like bleach blonde hair. Yep. Who do you look like to? A uh, little uh, Blade Runner Rucker. There we go. On. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What do you, well, what do you think? Well, the MST3K is Sting, so uh, I was going to see if you... Okay. Yeah. Well, Rucker's cooler than Sting. Oh, it's way cooler. Yeah. Again, we're better. Yeah, exactly. You're going to learn, people. 
So yeah, so they're in the control room. That's like it's got to be sabotage, sabotage, right? And then Commander Jansen, it's got to say something like intellectual that really put him in his commanding position. Right. So he goes, "But what of the motive?" He's got to make it Shakespearean. So again, he's got to class it up because he's he's got a mush brain. And but before he can really go deep, take a deep dive in the motives, they go, "Hey, well, the Bolarians, we got him on the ship." And he just so happens to know about the Balerians because he gets. By cool. the way, everything they had to do with the Balerians was added in post because they just went, they had to pad the fucking yeah. movie. And it makes sense when you yeah. watch the movie. Because you never see anyone that. interact with the Balerians ever. It just so happens Commander Jansen pays for the Balerians' OnlyFans page because he's like, right. I need to get some info on those Balerians. Right. And so the Balerians are brought to their the quarters, which is just a gigantic empty room. We learn they speak tele- telepathically. Oh, that's right. And this is straight up. This is you would know the show. This is solid gold. This the the premise of the show Solid Gold was interpretive dance done to the hits of the latest hits. So we would have women dressed just like these women on these like sexy kind of weird kind of flash dance outfits, yep. and they would just do these weird dances and shit to like fucking I come from the land down under. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very, very close to get the porn back in the early '80s if you couldn't afford it. <laughs> right. So you know, a lot of people watch the show, even though it's, I'm sure it sounds awful to you. Right. Eh, no. It sounds like a a show you would put on and then walk away for. Yeah. It doesn't sound like something you would watch. So, so everybody wants to fuck these girls right away because they're hot. And of course, they, they've been stuck on this ship for God knows how long. They get to see some new talent. Of course, right. they're get, especially that guy who had like the slicked back hair and poof on top. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get it. I also like the guy. He got no lines. He was just a background guy. He reminded me of what young Dennis would be. He had a beard and a giant mullet. You remember that guy? I don't. He was just a background guy. He had no lines. Okay, he was I like, he, I always, he was always jumping out of a bed for some reason. He had like bunk beds. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember yeah, the bunk beds. Yeah. The one guy who barely gets played up at all in the episode MST3K is Blake. And Blake gets yeah, so but, many more scenes in yeah. the full movie, which is so funny because right. Blake is so such a weird character to be like, yeah, we need him to help this story. He's exposition along. character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the the Bolarians go beat it, guys. You know they they mind fuck them out of the room and slam the door shut on them. Now I uh, I checked with Griff beforehand, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna tell this joke, but I'm not I'm telling it educationally instead of jokingly wise. I was like. Did Mystery Science Theater do the Calgon Take Me Away joke? That's right. Because if you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, you remember the, the Calgon bath salts for women commercial. The catchphrase was Calgon Take Me Away. Yep, so, and they 100% did that. Okay. They had to do it. Right. I mean, it's just there for the taking. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Low-hanging fruit. Even though they did it 28 years later in the 90s, but whatever. So Calgon, we're seeing him. Cruising around and they'll sweet everyone. They're bumper see, cars. They're too. bumper cars. Yeah. It's the saddest. I mean, Rev does a good and job. Slow as fuck at yes. top of it. They do such a good job making them look intense. <laughs> they could have just sped up the fucking film. film but no, something. like just do it slow. Banana split style. Yeah, exactly. You know? Come on. How the fuck do you know that? Because <laughs> it used to be on Cartoon Network. Okay, exactly. That's before I was born. That was a slow. fucking trip. That show... All the 70s kid shows were weird. That was my first acid trip, was yeah. watching that show. I was so fucking terrified watching that show. <laughs> it creeped me the fuck out. But I watched it because it gave me a weird feeling. 
made me feel strange. Everything else was cute <laughs> and funny. That Shaw was like, what is this terror? Okay. I don't, I don't know. So he's in his Enforcer 1. He's going to meet McPherson, who's his inside man. Right. This little crippled motherfucker. And they're talking about how convenient their little bomb, bomb, bomb placement was because they managed to somehow take out the the loading bay and the wenching system and they and took like, uh, maybe they took out professor uh Spooner. maybe he had something that they that he was going to tell their plan i don't know but yeah it and, all worked according to plan right and Mac- mcpherson points out like this is their their plan is to isolate the ship right because you cannot come in or leave the ship anymore because right. the docking bay has been destroyed right exactly yeah. so now everybody's cut off and apparently we're going to learn that Calgon has complete control of the enforcers, so the military, right. and so he's going to throw a coup. Right. A little mutiny. And Calgon, he tells his plan. He's like, I need to accumulate wealth in the Corona Borealis. We need to land. I, cannot, I can't make any cryptocurrency in space. How am I supposed to sell my NFTs? Because you need massive, we've learned you need massive amounts of water, water to make cryptocurrency work. Exactly. And there's no, there's no, no water in space. Right. They've already tried to divert all the energy on the spaceship to make their cryptocurrency, and it's just not enough. Right. So he's like, I got to get on some fucking land. All right. So Devers, we're back up in the bridge, and he's demanding readouts on their coordinates. And we just got McPherson holding. Uh, th- that's it. We just get a cut of him going. I need. I need some details. <laughs> yeah. And again, this movie padding. is boring. Padding. It's very boring. Yeah. It's a lot of padding. Yeah. And so now we're gonna go to McPherson holding a little meeting, and this is a this is a good. I scene. think he yeah he's trying he's trying to uh, basically there's a uh, a little council. Yeah. Who who's our who was our last vice president? Oh, Pence. They're trying to turn the Pence to their side. Right. Because they, they need him to, to to tell the Electoral College, you know, no. Right. So they're, they're working this one guy. He's, like, working his moves. And this guy's like, I don't know. That sounds like, looks in the camera, space mutiny to me. I can't go along with space mutiny camera, too. <laughs> yeah. He's a very good actor. Yeah. I'll give him that. He knows his marks. He knows his marks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his lawyers do tell him, no, we can't find any possible way where you wouldn't be, you know, legally responsible. Like this is very illegal. And so he nods and goes, I can't do this. Unless I get a pardon first. There we go. And they're like, we can't do that. Kill him. How about we pardon you from life? Right. And then we, not only does the, his cane help his crippled ass move around, it's also very good at stabbing people. Right. It did. And he just—he—it's got a nice little handle for both hands, so he can just shove the fucking cane right into this guy's heart. Right, and I mean his speech riled up because there was like seven people right. at this table, and it was kind of like a half and half. And the one yeah. guy was like, "Yeah, I just don't know." After he said, "We're gonna have to murder you. We're gonna pardon you of your existence," the other three people were like, "We're on fucking board now. We hate. We right. hate Pence." So let's fucking hang them. And just as just as they were going to cut away, they zoom in. There's a calendar for some reason. It says January 6th was the day. Of course it was. Yeah. Why in space do we still have paper calendars? I mean, did they print them all out before they went out to space? Yeah, you got to know what day it is. got to know what day it is. So now Ryder, he meets with Devers and Commander Jansen. He hands over his super secret status card. <laughs> they can't just talk to him. They're like, can we get your tops card, Mr. Ryder? Yeah, they need to know that he's legit. Hands it over. He had a great pose on it. Right. Did you see any of the Street Fighter cards? 
No. They, Tops actually created Street Fighter cards for that I, movie. I think I, I saw a few when I was doing getting pictures for the show yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, you definitely came across a few. I saw Blanca, yeah. I, I was on eBay the other day, so I looked into it. $100 for the Van Damme card. Just one card. Just one card. Wow. That's not even a chase card. It's just a regular card. It's just a regular card. Holy shit. It's not foil or anything, Murray. God damn. Not even a misprint. So, yeah, they check him out. It's him. He's It's Dave Ryder. Right. And then they and walk- the guy, like, Dave's like, I'd like to look over that crash footage. Well, we just so happen to have it on cassette tape right here for you. And then, but then it starts playing. It's fucking Van Damme's fucking buddy Blanca, and I'm like getting shocked, and yeah. you, you know, so no, it's them like at a wedding, and then they're like, oh, they're, yeah, they're double the, dating. It's the wedding first. Yeah, That's right. yeah, that was very strange. So now we go back to the Blender. They're full on solid gold mode. They got the fucking Saudi orbs with the fucking electricity. So now, what is their motive? Are they trying to lure enforcers in? Because there's five different scenes. The Blarians doing their thing, and bo- and like enforcers, like, oh, hello, how's it going? Yeah, uh, my interpretation is they are a force for good, and they're try- They can see into the future by looking into the orbs. Oh, and that's why they're trying to warn Reb. Ryder and Commander Jansen about what's going to happen. They never go to him and tell him that, but they tell us, the audience, what's yeah. going to happen. They're trying to telepathically communicate to th- that to them, which they right. conveniently... We, they don't tell us why they're struggling to do it off the bat, but they're luring all these enforcers into their room. And then- Are they luring them? Or is it just like they're, they're, they're sending out... What, Dude, did you see the... There was a, this, right? Knee level. Fog. There was you a lot know of fog. What the fog yeah. is. Yeah. So they're, they're sending oh. out yeah fog with a capital L. <laughs> oh, is it like a Pepe Le Pew where there's exactly there's there's a scent to it. There's an aroma to the fog. I was wondering how they did yeah. the special effect where all the enforcers were hovering so slightly. Yes. Like their their nose is kind of leading them. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Meta- yeah. I'm so glad you yeah. explained metaphors. Yeah. To me. Go listen to Excalibur if you really want to know what's behind the fog. And, yeah, so that's what's going on there. And it just so happens, I think this is where we get our first cut of Blake comes in. Hey, the Balerians are off limits. Get out of here, you scamps. Right, and he swats them on the ass. They take off. <laughs> so we do learn a little bit more about Ryder's escape. Yeah, we learn like I, you didn't learn because you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> we as an audience are about We're to learn glad. together. <laughs> he explains it to Leah, and Leah's like, that's still bullshit. You've left. He's like, look here, lady. Well, no, he's explaining it elsewhere. And then Leah goes, that's no excuse. You're a hot pilot. You should have fucking saved Spooner. And he's like, oh, no. And he's explaining it in a calm voice. And she goes, full Karen on him. So Reb goes full Dennis on him. I don't know what the Karen equivalent is. So, yeah. Look here, lady. (laughs) I had nothing to do with that. There's only one ejector seat, and I was in it. Hey, that's doctor. (laughs) Is she a doctor? Yeah. It's like, all right, doctor lady. (laughs) Okay, that is an MST. I had to put put that in there. Murray didn't stumble on that one, everybody. And then he just huffs out and pouts and takes off. I have to file my report. Now, Calgon, he gets out of this report. A lot of, of reports. Own. There's yeah. a lot of reports on this ship. And they, they, we learned that not only that, there's another guy investigating some reports, and he notices there's about 200 pounds of C4 missing from the C4 you know, cachet. Right. And he's reporting it to a character named Lamont. Yep. Who's like I don't know a navigator or something? She's in like the Sulu checkoff role, right? Lieutenant Lamont, I believe 
She's a lieutenant. I don't know what rank that is, but she's up there. She's right. a lieutenant. And this nerd's like, um, I noticed some discrepancies here. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about that. But Calgon is intercepting this message, and he's seeing it as well. Right. And he's like, get a fucking crew down there. I don't know how they know where it's at because, again, he's in the background. You just see sprawling uh, early Microsoft pipes wallpaper, you know, just sprawling everywhere live behind them as if it's alive. And Calgon's like, I know the bowels like the back of my bowels. He's <laughs> back in, of your bowels? Wow. Yeah. He knows some front and back. Ugh. Yeah. He knows his whole intestinal system. So he's like, get that guy before he gets to Le Mans. So now we're going back over to Ryder, who's got to cool things over with Leah because he scoped out all the talent. He doesn't know about the Blarians yet, probably. And he's like, I got I to gotta explain myself to this Leah lady. Listen, lady. I, I, a good man died that day. I didn't know you thought he was good. You know what? I don't need this shit. <laughs> and he just storms off. <laughs> what like he's taking, he wants to take no responsibility at all. <laughs> I He's a complete man-child. I wish that wasn't the dialogue that just happened there, but that's it. <laughs> like, she shows a little bit of remorse. I mean, her her whole thing of, I didn't know you knew he was good. It's bullshit. So I guess Reb is in the right to storm right. off, but still. Very she likes silly. to cut his jib. Right. So he's like he storms off to the club they have, uh, you know. Yeah, he's going to Goth Night, Laser Goth Night. <laughs> yeah. But really, it was it was new wave dance music. Yeah, you know everyone. You know they told us one thing. He was expecting Goth. He had his makeup on. That's right. He had the he, he was wearing the full Frankenfurter outfit, the corset with the stocking. <laughs> right. Because he kind of looks like Rocky. Does a little bit. Yeah. And he's just like shit. He's he's got a nice little martini with some Hawaiian punch in it and an umbrella. Of course. Well, Reb's a fit man. You know, you don't drink alcohol when you're that fit. And apparently, uh, there's some cock smog wafting off of that 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 cock of fucking Reb because Leah's changed her tune now. Right. And she's like, the way to a man's heart is through his hula hoop. She's changed her outfit a little bit, too. Right. She's like, I saw those Balerians. I know what they're well, She's rocking. wearing a crazy fucking 60s space age outfit yes. the whole movie. It's like a one-piece bathing suit with some tinfoil oh, added to oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's got the one piece, and yeah. then it's got little shoulder flares Everybody on does. Reb has oh, that, too. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Everybody does. And then she wore like a little micro skirt over yeah. it, but I believe it was translucent. It was something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was trans- It was either that or sparkly silver. Yeah. Because space. And you know, you want to get to a man's heart, you go through his hula hoop. So she's just <laughs> doing a hula hoop dance with him because that's space age. He can't quite tell if she's coming on to him until she makes eye contact with him and points two fingers and points one down at her vagina and points one down at his penis. And Rev actually blushed. And then we see fog and smog just joining. Well, you know what happens when fog that- and smog hits. All hell breaks loose. Hurricane. <laughs> wow. Come on. You can't have a hurricane on a spaceship. Yeah. These two need to find a closet. The hurricane is going a on. A hurricane. <laughs> and she bends over in front of him. Like, not subtle at all. He's nope. like, okay, I get th- I get that. Like, he's, a, he's, a, he's a meathead. Come on. It's fucking, it's fucking Reb. Right. So eventually she finally works up the courage after flashing her whole ass to him. Comes over. Can him. A woman buy a man uh, a drink uh, wherever part of space you come from? Son of a bitch! <laughs> sure! <laughs> so they're tr- they're starting, o- starting over. 
Uh, and, you know, it's looking like it's going to go well, but then they notice Lieutenant Lamont is being escorted yeah. by uh, the she's police. Also, she's boogieing with Alex and Ricky at this moment. She was. Yeah. Ricky, of course, is the guy with that poofed hair that I was talking about. <laughs> That's Ricky for sure. <laughs> Let's boogie. Can we really boogie, Alex? Yeah. Sure, kid. We can boogie. God, I love that movie. So, so yeah, good. So they grab Lamont, take her away. Ask her. I, they ask her what she knows or something like that. Right, they they bring her to Calgon, who's sitting in his little Enforcer one. I mean, he's like, I'm not gonna walk around the ship anymore. <laughs> he looks like Captain Pike from Star Trek. That's what yes. those things look like. Oh my god, that's a good. Yeah, yeah that's good. It, this one's a little bigger, but you're right because he's kind of like slumped over, head leaning back, light for yes. That's what I loved about that episode. We're like. 400 years in the future. He can only communicate with a blinking light. It was good, though. Those two episodes are really fucking good. But, yeah, you're right. The, yeah. yeah. So then he just shoots her. Right. Yeah. Of course, because that's what you got to do in space when you're mutinizing. So Ryder and Leah, of course, are right on their tail because they were trying to figure out why Lamont, Lamont was going to be arrested by the enforcers or whatever. Right. And they happen on her dead body. So they're like, well, good thing we just happen to be in the docking system or wherever where we can ride the enforcers around uninhibited. Right. So he jumps in Enforcer 2. Look here, lady. Get out of here. This is man's work. I'm not going without you. So she puts on her little crash helmet. Yeah. And they jump in and they get the slowest chase. Golf carts move faster than these fucking Jesus things. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of drag, apparently. <laughs> well... If uh, if Leah wasn't in it, he might have gone a little faster. And then we just we there's a lot of just boring shootouts in this fucking. It movie. is such a boring shootout. They're firing back and forth. Calgon and, calls his enforcers. Well, like Calgon shoots down some shit. It falls. They can't continue any you know forward at uh, them. So Calgon gets away and calls up. You know he puts an APB out on a uh, rider. Right. So there's a shootout. They find they got laser guns. They got baby bazookas, which is just like a PVC pipe with some shit glued on it. I love. Did you not love the bazooka laser? <laughs> but it wasn't a laser. It just shot fire. Oh, you're right. It did just shoot yeah. fire. Yeah, that's right. It was weird how they had laser technology and fire tech because there's a blowtorch later on. You don't. You think you wouldn't use explosives on a fucking spaceship? Yeah, you think you wouldn't have gigantic fires and just let them burn. Why would you have a fucking supply of C4 on a goddamn spaceship? You never know when you need C4. They're self-sustaining. So they eventually get away with the baby bazooka. The uh, Leah and Ryder get away. Right. Another report, Griff. <laughs> it's time for our report. It reports back. Devers reports back to the commander. I think they want to drive us into pirate territory. But what would the motive be to drive us into pirate territory? Someone on the ship is set to gain. And then Jansen goes, speculation is dangerous. Speculation is dangerous. Again, no selling all the shit happening. Fires, explosions, wenching system. He has no system. idea what's going on in his own ship. Doesn't give a shit. He's just like, can you load up that Balerian gif again? That's <laughs> fucking hot as shit. Solid Gold is my favorite show. So Leah and Ryder stumble into a freeze chamber. Just walking around aimlessly, happen in the frozen chamber. We're thinking it's what is that thing? Thing bizarre, the Halloween thing, theater, theater bizarre. bizarre? Yeah. I'm thinking it's that because there's people wrapped in saran wrap, hanging from meat hooks. Yeah, no, it's not some weird sex thing. It's just the freezing chamber. We meet the guy in charge of it. I'm right. gonna call. It, I'm gonna call him Mattingly. This is how I imagine our 
our uh, manservant looks like. Right. And he's like, well, of course, he's British, so he's, he's all about tea. Right. He's like, do you like sweet tea? I love it. Because everyone knows British people love sweet tea. Always sugar. Nonstop sugar. <laughs> and cold. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, you know, so we learn, like, because they're like, what's going on with these bodies? And he's like, oh, this is what Calgon does with people, you know? He, he, he freezes them. If he's on this, if the, if the person's under suspicion, he'll have them deep frozen, like a frozen. They're tea. given a truth powder, and yes. then they're frozen. If they're not murdered. That sounds like mutiny. <laughs> Lee is like, you know, we got to call for help. And then Ryder's like, fuck that. Let's get weapons. <laughs> we got to go get weapons. And so they exit stage left. And it just, just happened. You know, it's like an episode of Three's Company. Everyone's really just, just missing people. It really is. And so Calgon and his crew arrive just seconds later. <laughs> they start getting, uh, you know, the, the maddeningly some grief and everything. Right. And he's like, but I want to give you some tea. And they fucking slaps that tea out of his hand. And that fucking Calgon just slurps some of that sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank He's you. Like, God, you sl- never miss a minute to slurp into the mic. God damn it. <sighs> I'm eating a peach right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so they take off. Do, Another do, shootout. Do that as Rev. I'm eating a peach. <laughs> peach, son of a bitch. <laughs> this peach is juicy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, At least we're entertained. Yeah. Look for that on Mystery Science Theater, motherfucker. <laughs> Red Brown eating hey, a peach. Nobody associates ever eating a peach on Mystery <laughs> Science Theater. That's right. We eat them every day. <laughs> so, yeah, they get away. Another fucking boring laser shootout. Now the commander's alone. He's looking at those Bolarian videos. He's, he's got his hands in his pockets. Oh, yeah. Watching him dance with that fucking Saudi orb. And then the leader, Janira, materializes inside his room. Right. She's like, do you like to watch? Oh, do I ever. As he just bites into a peach. <laughs> He's got like a shrimp cocktail there. He points like. <laughs> she's like, oh, I know what you want. And he then points she, over to his enforcer. And then she gives him a telepathic lap dance. She puts him down on the chair. They're in yeah. the champagne room. I don't know how she materialized it in a way. Or he's just so into that. Maybe that's like a thing he's paid for in the past. So he knows how to move with holograms. Because she pushes him in the chair, but she can't touch him. Like, Can she? I don't know. Is it a is it an astral projection or is it her? I don't I, know. I don't know. Because she straddles him, she twerks on him, and then she touches his chest and imparts all the info that they know. That's what happens when. This is why I don't go to strip clubs anymore. Because I too much knowledge gets passed through to a lap <laughs> just dance. Way too much it's knowledge. just too much knowledge and venereal disease. Exactly. And he's like, she's like, I've shared with you the truth. Oh. That you're never going to get any of this. Okay. Because she's a stripper. She's just a cocktail. Exactly. So Jansen, of course, he's like, I got to hold the report. I mean, a conference. I, everybody, I made a report for the conference. Mm-hmm. Get in here. And we've got the big hitters here. We got McPherson there. We got Ryder there. Devers is there, of course. Lee is there because nepotism. And the, he's got to go over everything. I know. All the I didn't understand this because McPherson reve- is McPherson. They don't know, but I thought he reveals Calgon's plan here. He starts. He's doing a Columbo thing where the the perp in Columbo always reveals a little bit of detail, okay, only to make himself, only to like exonerate himself. Like, no, I'm helping you. So that's what McPherson's doing. Okay, here. Covering his ass. He's trying to cover his ass. 
So he he puts a little bit of crumbs out there, and then he's like, "I gotta go," and he excuses himself. Right, right. Like he, Commander Jansen's known Ryder all of five hours. You know what? We need a flight commander, right. and I, you look like a flight flight commander. You are our flight commander now. Son of a bitch! Yeah, a little clap. A couple peaches are eaten, and they have a little party. Yeah, they. They literally, there is a live mutiny happening. This <laughs> a is, live space mutiny. There That's is the a kind. Jan 6 happening, and he's like on the bridge having a party. They love the party. They got a party. Mac is furious about this. He goes to Calgon, and we learn that Ryder was responsible for that gimpy leg of his. They, never, they don't go into detail about no, it. No, you don't need that. But he's like, he's always had something against Ryder, crippling right. him. You would think that Ryder and McPherson would have recognized each other if he supposedly fucked up his leg or something. Well, he's he, yeah, but he's basically telling Calgan, this Ryder cat, he has to be dealt with it once he's dangerous. The rest will fall easily. Get rid of Ryder, and the rest is like a piece of cake. I mean, that explains how he moved up the ladder so fast in five hours, flight commander. Right. So Calgan's like, well, locate him and the girl, then wait for my instructions. All right, and so there's that party we were talking about. Everyone's just fucking drinking hard, and Ryder, he's got his mind. He's he's still high on the fog. Right. He's like, sent- weird. <laughs> That's it. Starting to hover a little bit. Right. And he's like, where's your daughter at? Oh, she's in the space green room. Yeah, the old space bones. Which is just basically a putter's green. Like, they just, like, it, was a pu- yeah. it looked like a set from uh, Willy Wonka. It was yes, it was really it exaggerated, like candy it was that in the meets my mini golf. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, there, there was a giant windmill. I mean, it was very interesting. And she's like, "Fuck me right here on par on the par three. And so they 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 just fuck. They don't. They just don't even like. Talk. No, it's it's over. It's done. The fucking fog meets the smog, and it's over with. <laughs> it starts raining inside. Uh, I did hear thunderstruck start to play. So now they're doing a little pillow talk afterwards. He's got. He's got a. He's going for seconds. He's got a. You know. Right. He he's a, oh, he's trying to get that reach around, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Mister! There's a mutiny going on. I know we just spent an hour fucking, but there's a mutiny happening." But he's got to tell. He wants to tell a little bit about himself. So we learn that he comes from a long line of pilots. Get this, Griff. Iceman was his great grandfather. That explains the hair. Right. Perfectly. All right. And then just as they're about to fuck, he he puts a swerve on her. He's like, uh. I gotta go. Yeah. Ooh, this was good. He can't get it up again. She drained him, dude. She drained him. Yeah. Mm. So the bo- speaking of draining people, the <laughs> Bolarians are attempting to control more See, of these enforcers. I mean, I know these are my notes, so it's my yeah. dictation here, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what she's trying to or do. Or it's just the fucking the scent of that fucking fog. That, I don't know. The velvet fog. It's hard to separate the two. So Cut two. Other enforcers are showing up. To, they find their colleagues. Their balls are drained. They're just fucking they're, spent. They're passed out in the Blarian room. The Blarians are no longer there. Right. What the fuck is happening here? What, I didn't know the Blarians had another room. Did they I, just were they gone? I thought they were just like against the wall or something. Oh, were they just standing against yeah. the wall, like sleeping like statues? Yeah. Like maybe they're making themselves invisible. They could have been doing that. Oh yeah, I've I've heard that women can do that. They can. Yeah. And so these guys, they're, like, pissed off because they, they, they got a case of blue balls. So they're like, send these guys to the fucking freeze chamber. Fuck oh, these guys. Oh, man. That's the worst. Blue balls and you're going to be frozen solid? Frozen solid with blue balls. You know how that bad that could be? 
if you wake up, 300 days of blue balls that's or something. a lot of pain. That's a lot of pain. Blake, he bumps into, like, the Deavers. He bumps into somebody. Oh, just a random enforcer. And yeah. he's just like, dude, you heard what Calgon's up to? Don't cross Calgon. Just go with the plan. Right, because some of the enforcers are starting to be like, this Ryder guy's pretty fucking cool. He's ripped as shit. Way more buff than Calgon. I don't know if I really... And Blake's got... We, we talked about it. He's kind of a, a exposition guy. Right. Hey, babe. <laughs> Calgon is the way. He's going to put us on the Corona Borealis. And Corona that's where Borealis. you want to be. Yeah. Excuse me? The Corona Borealis? I believe I said Corona Borealis. Okay. Don't correct me, babe. Okay. <laughs> Early uh, role for Dennis Miller. And so, <laughs> lo and behold, they are, they're in the Corona Borealis. Cause that's pirate territory. And they get under attack. And we get a very confusing Top Gun level fucking fight scene. I don't know what's going on. Dude, I don't even. It doesn't even end. It just kind of just abruptly stops. Right. It's so weird because everything is an abrupt. This is the scene ending, and this is the random scene beginning. There is no good transition here. There is no go to the bridge. Holy shit, we're entering that pirate territory, and we've got some bogeys on our tail. Nothing like that. It's just all right, and now we're outside fighting some spaceships. Right. So they're being led by Ryder. Yeah, well, most- Ryder has to give a guile-level fucking inspirational speech first. And he's like, son of a bitch, these goddamn pirates are out there. Let's go fight them. Shit. Bastards. <laughs> and that just pumps these guys up. Right. So they go out, and apparently they win the fight. I don't fight. It doesn't even end. Like, it's just... I don't think they even acknowledge the fucking no. pirates <laughs> from here on out. They do. They go out. They blow up some ships. He actually does a speech after they blow up the ships. Uh, They come back in, and the little computer readout goes, Pirate threat eliminated. Congratulations. And they start to throw another party. Well, first, they actually land the fucking plane on the aircraft carrier. Yes. And then it says that. Right. Which only I can do. Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) And Ryder, apparently. And Ryder, yeah. 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 He went full Maverick there. He went out by himself. Right. Solo. Fought off four pirates, came back, delivered that inspirational piece speech. He's like, uh, we got group one. They're going to go make whoppets. Group two, you're going to get reinforcements. Group three, you've got our backpacks. It wor- Whatever, it worked. It worked. So Calgon, he, is, uh, he gets a plan from Mc- McPherson? McPherson. What's the plan? Bro? Oh, it's, you know, to win. Okay. It's very, it's very low-key plan. And he's like, I need a little. He's like, I can't stop Ryder. I need a little. I need a hostage. I need a counter move. They're so you're asking me for the plan. They're typing the plan. They're like, give me some data and the analytics. On give our me plan. a report. Give me a report. This movie's right. all about reports. And so they get a report, and they're like, that's our plan. There is no plan. Just like given and to the just audience. like my mom, they print out every single page of the plan. <laughs> you can just watch it on the screen. No, all yeah. 122 pages. And, of course, they print out copies for everybody. Yes. So it's going to be very hard. Very it's wasteful. Tr- very wasteful. Wave paper. And they're on a self-sufficient spaceship. So the paper is limited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, the plan is to go capture Leo. And that's what they do. No big deal. And then they send a message to Commander Jansen. Twelve hours. They have because tw- they barricaded themselves in the engine room, right? And they have twelve hours to stop. Why twelve? Why not now? Right. This has been 
the quickest day ever, the slowest day ever. There's mutinies, there's parties, multiple parties, multiple fuck sessions. Right. Like everything is happening, and they're like twelve hours. Maybe twelve hours to them is like a week. Well, they he did say twelve space hours, which is totally different. Well, uh, yeah, I don't even know how to calculate that. So, and he says, and and by the way, I have your daughter. So he's like, fuck, I, I, but I can't. You know, I have these people. I can't just give him the fucking engine room. So he's ready to just give up his daughter. Right. And Devers has to walk, you know, pipe in with some of his great commentary. That's Kelgun. He lives by the blade. And then Chance is like, get me Ryder. And he can get us out of any pickle we're in. So Ryder, where is Ryder? Because they're like, get him up to the bridge. He's just running around the ship. Was he, was he in a spaceship fighting the pirates? Because they never showed him. I thought they did show him fight some sp- pirates. I then just remember the speech. I don't know. Yeah, he came back in, and then he was somewhere, and now he's just running around the ship fighting people. That's the movie. It's just people running around <laughs> this factory. Yeah. There's no, like, oh, he's here and he needs to get to there because they say he's going to the bridge. He never well, gets to the bridge. We learned from Calgon that there is one secret way to get to the engine room they never use. That's right. He points it out and it's never used. And this is also where we get to see that, you know, a lot of miscellaneous pipes and everything, but then they also have a lot of methane tanks just sitting around. <laughs> yes, and they're all methane. carefully hand-painted, live, laugh, love, methane gas. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's just wandering around. So Leah is taken to the, the freeze chamber slash torture chamber. <laughs> and he's like, they're they're going to do a little marathon man thing where they're going to laser. Like, I think they're going to whiten her teeth. Is what they were gonna do. Yeah, that's that. I've gone through a lot of dentistry work. That's a teeth whitener. So it's just like, it's just like a tube with a light going down it. Yeah. And Kelgon gives his best line read here because he's like, I bet you've never even heard of ancient dentistry. <laughs> yeah, because everyone had some fucking snaggly teeth in this movie. Yeah. yeah was, was, except for fucking Ryder. He's born perfect. Perfect. And so they're torturing her, t- her teeth. Right. But then McPherson walks into the room and apparently, oh, you know what it is, is that McPherson still is working undercover. And they have Leah. And Leah sees McPherson. So now his cover's blown. So, so he was working for Jansen. McPherson. McPherson was working for Jansen. Yeah, the yeah, no. Guys. Him and Jansen were still good. That's why okay. I was saying in that one scene, they were McPherson was there and was trying to be like, I'm on your side, you know. He was still a little cagey, but he was basically trying to help them. Okay. So, yeah, this is the first they're learning of. Well, well and while that's going on, Ryder stumbles into somebody and steals his uniform. Right. Yeah. And we go back over to two, you know, now that McPherson has interrupted the space dentistry, they all just decide to walk away and they leave one guard. It's, a, it's the Batman thing. It's right. like, I've got you dead to rights. I got to go. I got to go. See you later. You're not you're never going to get out of this pickle. There's put you absolutely no way. I'll put my best man in charge. of this. Right. Which is Gris brother. Unfortunately, oh my God. he looked. If you ever want to know what Gris brother looks like, he looks like this character. <laughs> this is not what my brother looks like. He what are you talking about? He looks exactly like this guy. And so, of course, she's just... and like his brother, he's got a fucking appetite for shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> and Leah can find this out. <laughs> 
because he was looking at those feet the whole time. She noticed. Even yeah. when she was being tortured, she's like, that motherfucker is like staring at my feet. Right. Yeah, right. It, well, he looked like a child when they have to pee and they like kind of do a pee dance. He was doing that. And Leah, of course, been around a lot of guys who want to shrimp on her. So right. she noticed. She has the what prettiest feet on. in space. That's what she's known. That's right. Face not that great, but her feet. <laughs> And so she kicks her shoes off. Oh yeah, and he likes them sweaty too. So right. it's all he's just like humming, 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 humming. Right. He goes right for the shoes, and she's like, "No, take my spacesuit off first, because she knows what he wants. So she's making him work towards it. He right. finally gets one boot off, and that's when Ryder arrives. Sorry if I interrupted, <laughs> bastard, bastard. <laughs> Takes him out. Apparently, even though this kid is a very portly fellow, it fits perfectly. His 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 uniform fits Leah perfectly. Right. And so now they got the perfect plan. They're just going to sneak into Calgon and see what Calgon's up to. Right. So uh, Calgon, he's got his crew on medium alert now because he puts out you know he puts out an alert when they see that they broke free and everything. He's like, okay, everybody, this isn't a serious threat. They know about McPherson. They know about our plan. They know about our ancient dentistry. We'll put out, like, a mild alert, a yellow pepper alert. Yeah. And he's, but he, he's pissed off at your brother. He's like, John, you disappointed me. Freeze chamber. Right. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Ryder and Leah wandering around. They, I, find, uh, they find the perfect addition to their perfect disguise, paintball mask. Paintball mask. And they put those on. So, of course, these are going to play a big role in the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. Because they got to get past this one checkpoint, which is just guys in the middle of the factory with a computer. And they walk by. Hey, do you have ID? Shit! <laughs> and he starts punching motherfuckers. He starts punching them instantly. They take out these guards, and then they take their masks off. Right. What was the point? Because they, they, they lowered their guard. The guards lowered their guard. Okay. I guess. I'm in a surprise. So they, uh, Ryder and Leah actually make it up to the bridge. And, of course, they got to report that McPherson is working with Calgon. Who is he working for? What do you mean? He keeps going back and forth. He's a tweener. <laughs> he, was, he was a double agent, if you will. He was working with Calgon for real because okay. he wanted to go to the Corora Borealis. But he was doing the Columbo in that meeting. Exactly. That's okay. what I was trying to yeah, tell you is that he was trying to play both sides, but really he's with Calgon. And Jansen's like, I can't believe McPherson would do that. He's just, he's such a beautiful smile. He's always pleasant. I can't believe it. Yeah, like Jansen will not believe his daughter. You're a woman. You're hysterical. You're probably on your period right now. Space not, period's the worst. I'm not going to listen to you. And Ryder actually pipes up and goes, yeah, I saw it with my own sweet blue eyes. Your eyes? Those beautiful blue eyes? It's got to be a fucking mute. It's got to be a space mutiny. Ryder, I've been studying your report, and you are the perfect human being. I believe you. I've been studying you. <laughs> and I'm here to report. It looks good. I believe you. Go kill him. Yeah. Calgon, finally, it's fucking fucking jalapeno time, dude. It's a burning hot oh, red yeah. alert. Full on red alert. Even Blake's moving in. <laughs> Blake, who is just like the guy who riles everybody up. He's Smithers. And he, <laughs> he's actually getting a gun now. He's ready to move in. Back in the bowels. Yep. We got our heroes fighting people. This is where we're in that set where it's like three stories. Yeah. Lots tons of, of catwalks. catwalks. Yeah, sparks. There's a guy with a flamethrower for some reason. <laughs> Baby bazookas. Baby bazookas. <laughs> Red looks so silly 
with that baby bazooka because he is a big dude. I mean, he's he's buff. Then he's got this little like uh, paper towel cardboard tube rocket launcher, and it's about two of them taped together inside. And he's like trying to look badass launching that thing everywhere, and it's so sad. But he was trying to ham it up. And then he gets a hold of a flamethrower, which literally is just a methane, like a propane tank connected to a hose to a gun. This is yeah. the kind of shit they use when they're doing uh, like uh, paving work to heat up the fucking asphalt. Yeah. It was one of those, basically. It's so sad. So it's not even like they could do make some straps where he could strap the tank onto his back to make it kind of look like kind a flamethrower. Yeah. No, he's just carrying a little fucking propane tank. So it's a really sad fight, but you can tell that the enforcer numbers are dwindling, and we follow. And like the- you said, we're on a spaceship, and they're just burning everything and no not giving big a fuck. Deal. Hall damage. No fire extinguishers ever anywhere. I did not see a single fire extinguisher. That's not up to code. Dude. That isn't up to code. Even in the movie set, you sh- you need to have those <laughs> nearby. So we actually follow McPherson because he sees that his numbers are dwindling. So he's like, I got to get out of here. I got to say, Where myself. is he going? He just goes to like another room. Well, we, Murray, this movie does not explain any. <laughs> everything is just another engineering room. So he heads into another engineering room, the room where they make gas or something, because they actually do have a couple beakers and shit. Yeah, because they make methane here. Yeah. Oh, this, <laughs> this is where all the methane tanks are. <laughs> they make the methane. This is actually, there is the venting system for yeah. the methane in this room, because you want to release methane in the middle of your spaceship, so you got to have this so room. Max slowly walks in here. He kills everybody in the room. Because everybody is unbeknownst to him. They all think he's still... Engineer, Captain Engineer. And then we cut back to the Balerians. I'm like, did they curse him? Because they kind of say, like, this is the end for McPherson or right. something. Did they lead him to his death? Well, I yeah. don't understand this. I, nobody does. All right. So, again, back at the battle, we see Enforcers still losing. Yeah, we got more cuts of these random lasers just shooting off. It's the room in Wayne's world here. It's just chaos for no reason and leah's like i gotta be there with my man Ryder." and devers and dad are like no don't you're my daughter i think i love you i have to stop her and of course they're still watching the balerian reports and she's like pointing out to devers like look look at this one look how she bends over it's so good it's he's saying that about his daughter no, he's saying that about the Balerians. Oh, Balerians. They're, they're going oh, over the Balerian. Okay. I don't know. What, she was bending over a lot in this movie. Lee so. is constantly bending over. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why Reb was okay with that. Maybe yeah. he's into that kind of thing. Yeah, he likes, to, he likes to... Knowing everyone's looking at his wife's butt. Right. Yeah. He's a freak. He, he's into it. So, yeah, so now we cut back to that room with McPherson. There's a little trench in this room, and he's like, I'm going to hide in this little trench. He doesn't hide in it quite yet. He hides behind some methane tanks first. And then Reb comes running down the stairs. McPherson has a perfect shot on him. McPherson! Chakoda! <laughs> it's just a war cry now. Right. Uh, and so McPherson, or uh, rather, Ryder can't get down the stairs because McPherson has a perfect shot, perfect cover and everything. But don't worry, Murray. Leah's here to save the day. And she does a nice little rope trick. Yeah, she just, no, she just rappels down in front of McPherson and gets distracts her, him. Yeah, gets herself in just as much trouble because she doesn't uh, get... They uh, could have had like a pincer move on him. The saying that Simon West did not direct this, no, right? No, So this pincer move does not work. At all. And so... Ryder just decides, I will just run at him. I'm just going to run <laughs> at him. And it works because McPherson has to take cover in that trench that you're talking about. <laughs> right. 
And Ryder and Leah take, you know, they have they taken cover. They hide in, behind the methane tanks. The methane tanks. And they're like, how are we supposed to get him now? He's, he's in perfect cover. And, and Ryder, of course, he pays attention to all the knobs nearby. He knows how to read. He knows how to Son read. Son of a bitch, that's methane. <laughs> and he starts just turning a fucking knob, letting, like, I don't think this is safe on a spaceship to no. just be letting out any random gases. And somehow he just he literally just turns the fucking the fucking like uh, spigot or whatever on it, valve. Le- releasing yeah valve. Yeah. Thank you, and just releasing gases into the air. It's about he maybe the Balerians are moving the gas because they they control fog, so they can control methane maybe <laughs> because it goes directly like and he lights it on fire and it goes directly yeah. slowly to McPherson. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's amazing. It's the gas trail trope. But with methane gas and and the slow the and he just slowly burns to death. Great job, Ryder! And then Ryder does grab him, and he's like, "Ryder, tell me about Disneyland. Well, it's gonna be cotton candy, <laughs> and it's a genie, and I'll get you any wish you want. You can walk again, McPherson. Sounds oh. great." Rider, and then he dies. So as they get back to a safe room and everything, of course Ryder's got to chew out Leah. It's a man's job to murder people, Leah. You shouldn't have been up there. Why can't your father control you? Right, they're going for some Han Solo, uh, Princess Leia sexual tension. Even though they already fucked. Right. And she's like, a woman can do anything a man can do. You can't control me. And then they just stop fighting and make out with each other a little bit. Because it's the Griff. Tensor. Hate. Love comes from hate. Always. Always. Balerians, they're telling us, the audience, it's time for Calgon's death. We're hitting, we're in the home stretch. Calgon, it's time. Calgon's going to be taken away. Yeah. And so Ryder and Leah, they they jump into a bumper car to chase him because he jumps into his. Yeah, they know where Ryder, li- or uh, where Calgon likes to hang out. The bumper car track. In the Dude, he just hangs out on the bumper car track. This is yeah. This is just like it is like a Willy Wonka spaceship because we got the. It's like a f- carnival. We got yeah. the bumper cars, a dark carnival, if you will. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, and yeah. So they do another slow chase. Yeah. Um. This he he makes uh, Leah get out right. She wants to ride with. Well, him. Leah wants to get in, but she's taking too much time putting her helmet on. And so she tries to jump in. She's kind of off balance, and then he fucking guns it, so she falls out. Guns it by going five miles an hour. (laughs) It's still fast enough where Leah falls backwards. It's fast and quite furious. It was. So like I said, like bumper cars, they're just banging into each other. They're like neck and neck with each other. Right. They go. I mean, there's no place to do a lap, so they just have to turn around. It's just one long hallway. They turn around. They're coming back at Leah now. And Leah starts taking shots. Son of a bitch! Because she hits fucking Ryder's car. Bastard! And so his car starts stalling out. Shit! <laughs> this is good. This is like one of those books you hit the buttons on as you're reading. <laughs> yeah. This is good. I like this. And so Ryder is stuck. He's punching his car, trying to get it going again. And Calgon's got a f- straight shot right at Leah. And all four miles an hour, all f- one eighth of a horsepower is in full yeah. fury. My lawnmower has more horsepower. <laughs> yes. And Leah is still trying to shoot him, but she's a woman. She can't hit anything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she gets sideswiped yeah, a little bit. A little grazed. Yeah, she gets grazed. 
and that is all he all Ryder can stands, and he can't stands no more because now they're going to play a deadly game of chicken. And this is where we get the fucking the gif we see all over the fucking internet. We where fuck it and uh riders like ah! doing a great rebel, rebel yell. Yeah. great and then he just leaps out of his bumper car we get the awful scene of the of calgon's bumper car with clearly him not in it just sitting there and it the, and then riders hits into his there's a big explosion yeah all this all is safe we did it we saved the day Oh, uh, we do a nice little jump for a few days later. We have another party, of course. Uh, and then we see Reb scoop up Leah, and I've got to marry you. Yeah, he's going to take her to the bone zone. And then we're like, all right, all over. Finally, we're done with this movie. And then we're back in the bowels, and we got this tracking shot. And then we see this guy who looks strangely like Calgon, and he's, like, sitting. Is Was that... it Calgon or Rick Pearson? It was Calgon. Oh, okay. And he's sitting, not Indian style. Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. And but he looks like he's dead. And then they zoom in. He looks fine. I, I think they put like a little like soot on him. Yeah, yeah, there's, no, there's no burns on him. And then his eyes just open up, and we're like, "Yeah, space mutiny too." I can't wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That was it. That was space mutiny. Everybody. Hundred times funnier than anything uh, Mystery Science Theater did. That's right. We didn't do any. Brick McHuge jokes, whatever the fuck that you know, gag was. Yep. You know, none of that no, shit. you nailed it. Brick yeah. Mc, McHuge Fuge. <laughs> McHuge fuck. Well, Murray, uh, as we talked about at the beginning, this is the third of four. Yeah, just as it began, it's already soon it will end. Griffmas in July. Is Life at, goes too fast. Yeah. Gotta slow things down. Are you Ferris Bueller now? Yeah. Okay. Is that what line I think he says something like that. Oh. Like, I sometimes smell the roses. I don't know what the fuck. Well, Bueller, Ferris Bueller was a sociopath, by the way. Yeah. So it gets, that's, it's, it's very convenient that I said that, because that's next week's movie. We're going to do Fear. No, of course not. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Murray, this next movie, I, I don't even know how to Lay do this. Lay it on me. Because this week we did a snail, nostalgic trip. Yeah. This movie is also one from my past, but it's not nostalgic. But I need to close the book on this one. Because you can't move on with your life until we've talked about this. Right, movie. exactly. Because yeah. this movie came out in 1996. Mm, I, I was, hate that era. I was nine years old. I was just finding out about I was 22. the boobs and the butts and how I liked looking at the lady boobs and butts. So this movie, um, it had a certain stranglehold on me, to use a Ted Nugent Porkies? Phrase. Are you doing Porkies? Oh, yeah, Porkies, big time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't know they had butts and boobs in ninety. I thought they got rid of them by the nineties. Right, you'll yeah. you'll understand this in a minute. Jean Claude's butt. So, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I saw the trailers and everything, and there's it was just like I gotta get this movie, but clearly no one's gonna rent it for me because uh, you're already thinking of the bullshit story you're gonna tell your mom how you need to see this movie. Right? Oh know. no, it's it's actually just, it's educational, mom. John Claude is in it. That's why it's got this rating. Don't worry <laughs> about that. No, she's not actually in it, Murray. Jim Cornette would be losing his mind right now. He's obsessed with this woman. Whenever he talks about the perfect woman, he talks about this woman. And I have, I at thirteen or at nine years old thought she was attractive. I'm really but intrigued. Looking back on it, this is not a good look. Okay. You were talking about your main mangy looking woman at yeah. the goth show. Yeah. When I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, this is that's not a look. That's not a good look." <laughs> Murray. Stop teasing me, Griff. Come on. We are doing 
Pamela Anderson Lee movie. Barbed wire? Barbed wire. Oh my god. I, I've yeah, I was never into Pam Anderson. And I want to explore that. I want to close that chapter of my life where I was yeah. like, I need to see that. I don't want I don't think anybody wants to see this. At least, at least Tommy Lee would. Tommy Lee maybe, but <laughs> this I imagine it's going to be terrible. Well, it's interesting. It's going to be terrible, but I've I've never seen it. So Uh, I'm looking. I've never seen. Good job with the movies, Griff. I've never seen any of the movies you picked for this week. So, yeah. I'm. I'm This is a not. And technically, this is a not so superhero movie on top of it because this is a comic book movie. This is a comic book movie. Yeah. So. Don't call me babe. Oh, God. I can't imagine how annoying this movie's going to be. Because it's going to be her thinking she's the sexiest fucking bitch in the world. At the time, she was considered. Right. I yeah, never, never getting. Nice. I like trashy women, but I was never in. I don't, I don't like the Barbie looking girls, you know. Yeah, so, that, she's totally a Barbie girl. I just, I, I, in a Barbie world. I don't know. I don't know. We're continuing our theme of all this over sexualized stuff. There's probably that's what you guys love. Yeah, as much as they say they hate it, they no, love it. no, they don't say. They we hate get it. the whispers. Yeah. Oh, all I right, get, we got three messages envelopes from Abra just for, for <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah. That's right. All right, Murray. So there it is. Street, fu- uh, street Fighter. <laughs> Damn it, you put it right in my head. Uh, hopefully you guys will... Is this movie... I have a feeling this movie's going to be like two fucking hours. It's, it? uh, it's uh, without the credits, it's probably... Or with the credits, it's... Or without the credits, it's probably going to be about 135. Okay. I think it's billed right, at... I can do that. I think it's billed at 138. Okay. But you know that. a few minutes of that's credits. I can do, so. I can do that. So it's... It's right in there. It's right in that nice niche there. Uh, interesting. Never seen it. So I'm, I'm... I have no idea what to expect this, but I know y'all be here, and until then, I'm listening. <laughs>